spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This week's work of the week, like many before, takes us on a bit of a voyage, but not quite the one I planned or expected. Thanks to the Crawford's assistant curator, Michael Waldron. Michael, I've heard of the name Dorothy Cross, but I don't think I've ever seen a work by Dorothy Cross until this week. And that's this week's work of the week. And it's got a brilliant name altogether. It's called Simeon's Hut. So anyone listening in this morning, I'm sure their ears are pricking up already if they recognise the name of the artist or if they're just curious about the name of the work, because it is a multimedia piece of work. But it's a modern art piece. And I'm dying to see what your take on it is this week, Michael. Well, I suppose what's, what's really interesting about this work is that it, it forms a real introduction to the artist because it's mm-hmm. a very early work. Oh, It dates to 1986, so we're going, you know, quite too far back in the artist's career. Well, she was around 30 at the time. Yeah. Still in early career, but it kind of maybe sort of anticipates some of her later tendencies in her work. She often will incorporate found objects whether that might be a boat or it might be a, an animal, it could be a shark skin. <laughs> None of that is in this. It does, I suppose, point in a certain direction. We can introduce ourselves to the artist or reintroduce ourselves if, if we already know a bit about her. Many who, who, who might be listening and are from Cork will know that she is a Cork-born artist, the, the youngest of three kids. Her brother, Tom, is a zoologist, a retired zoologist from UCC, and her, yeah. her sister, Jane, was a champion swimmer. You know, there, there's a really interesting background there, I suppose, in, in Dorothy Cross's own work, the natural world and the human, the human interaction with it yeah. really comes into play. Someone has said that her work is like moving from opera to object <laughs> and the territory between idea and nature. Okay. It's a really interesting, I suppose, space to occupy. Um, but where is she exhibited? Well, obviously in the, the Crawford Art Gallery. She attended Crawford School of Art back in the late 1970s, Yes. but then moved on to the Leicester Polytechnic and then San Francisco Art Institute. She's also represented Ireland at the Venice Biennale. She has an honorary doctorate from UCC and <laughs> she's in the collections of Emma and Tate and the Ulster Museum. She's a really extraordinary example of a, an Irish artist who's also an international artist. Yeah, I was just one little thing. I had to find out more about her, which she was described as Ireland's greatest living artist at the moment. So that in itself is a, is a fine introduction to get. But it's an awful lot to have to live up to as well. In this piece, though, I would say it's a fairly accomplished work of art already. I love its form and I love how simple it is, how she just took an idea and, and put it out in front of us. So I suppose our job this morning, as always, is to try and make that possible in the mind's eye of our listeners. What are we looking at? So I suppose we're, we're looking at, for all the world, it's a flat object, mm-hmm. but it is a sort of assembled out of different materials. We can begin at its base, which is a triangular shape 
that points downwards. Yeah. And this looks to be metallic, as the artist herself would describe it. It's kind of the gravity of lead at its base. And then atop that, you have centered on the downward facing triangle, you have three steps. So if you can imagine three steps stepping up on either side of a shaft of, of timber yeah. and that rises up as I suppose the main component of, of the work. And these steps are sort of red, but they've been gilded. So there's kind of a warmth there. And they lead, as I said, up to this long shaft of, of timber. So I suppose the work itself is about 90 centimetres or so high. Okay. And at the top of this piece of timber, which looks aged and, and, and distressed, you have a little hut, <laughs> a, almost like a little shed or <laughs> a, a pitched roof with a door in its centre. That's the hut of the title, Simeon's Hut. It, it actually looks like, like a lighthouse in a way. It's a solo structure. It looks like yeah, a hut on the top of a column. Everything else is kind of representational using various bits of material paired down to its barest minimal parts, so to speak. But it represented the complete world for a guy called Simeon who lived oh, many, many hundreds of years ago. Absolutely. And uh, who is Simeon? Mm. I love the idea that you kind of suggested as a lighthouse form because actually you know <laughs> it's not too far off looking at Fasnet. Yeah. If we think of a lighthouse we might go into the ancient world and the Pharos at Alexandria and that's kind of not too far off where Simeon was from and who Simeon was. Oh. He was born in the late 4th century <laughs> so this is early Christian Europe the Middle East. He was an ascetic saint, lived very plainly, and he lived away from people. Okay. People would flock to him for him to pray on their behalf or to offer advice. And he was so, I suppose, put upon, so in demand, that he decided to kind of remove himself <laughs> from people's reach. And he lived on top of a column, so a platform on top of a column for 37 years in what would now be modern day Aleppo in Syria. You know, it's one way of getting away from the neighbours or keeping your social distance. (laughs) You're not suggesting anything, are you? Well, I mean, it is possibly one of the the most socially distant (laughs) ideas. Yes. Live on top of a column. I don't know how food got to him or, you know, the practicalities of life. But, you know, I suppose there was a little bit of room up there. (laughs) And I suppose it, it might suggest to us kind of it proposes a site for contemplation for being on your own meditating and away from the hustle and bustle so it's not just i suppose about him and that history but it's also maybe about how we interact with the world ourselves it's a very positive image altogether for anyone who's looking at it i think it's really interesting though because people who look at it and who are maybe somewhat familiar with dorothy cross's work might not immediately think it's it's her work yeah because of course she's much more identifiable now with the natural world in terms of foxgloves or sharks mm-hmm. anyone who remembers last year's Cork Midsummer Festival might remember Heartship which was a collaboration between Dorothy Cross and Lisa Hannigan the singer absolutely because we saw that indeed 
up by the Dockland areas, literally, and it was an amazing event altogether. This show came on, came on a ship towards us. Lisa Hannigan sang. I'll never forget that. That particular work, you know, it was a collaboration with another artist. Of course, it has the participation of the Irish Naval Service. So yep. it was an Irish naval vessel coming up the River Lee. Yep. And with Lisa Hannigan's voice, which is haunting, yep. it was also the return of a, a heart that had once resided in Cork, a human heart. That's right. In the Triscoll, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the crypt of what was then Christchurch. Yes. And now it's in a museum in Britain. Yes. So it was that sort of very spiritual return of something and a haunting, but also, I suppose, the relationship between our hearts and minds and, and what happens at mm. sea, in particular, the, the crisis in the Mediterranean and, in, in this case, the, the Irish Naval Service's role in that as well. How we literally reached out. Lives. Yeah, we reached out and yes. saved lives. Yes. yes. And if we think of the context of this work, Simeon Sosh, you know, the, the, the idea is Aleppo 1600 years ago or something. But of course, Aleppo today may have different associations for us mm-hmm. and is part of what is happening in, in the Mediterranean and Europe today. Yeah. Insofar as it's a beacon of hope, her work is indeed, and so is her life's work, widely recognised all over the world, and deservedly so as well. And a nice kind of coming home as well for us to be able to discuss her on the programme this week. So that's this week's Work of the Week, Dorothy Cross's Simeon's Hut, a story that speaks volumes to anyone who can see it. And by doing that, all you have to do is just go online and go to crawfordartgallery.ie forward slash work of the week and have a look for yourself. Again, Michael, thanks a million. A pleasure as always. And we were there. I took out my phone and we started recording. And Dorothy Cross spoke to us as we applauded on the quayside. Today is all about the heart. And as we all know, we have one inside our bodies, our little engines. And we were lucky enough to be able to borrow a heart that arrived in Cork and was found. We don't know when it arrived. It was found in 1863 and then brought to England to the Pitt Rivers Museum, who kindly lent it to us for this event. But a human heart has been on this ship all the way up from Old Bolan. And we know nothing about the body who held the heart. And we know almost nothing about so many hearts that are on the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. And the Irish Navy do such miraculous work. And I have numbers here, just to let you know. The Navy saved. 18,123 lives.